Welcome back to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your guest host, Alan McFarland. What do you We're think gonna, about this show, Louie? We're going to have a really big show today. That's that's definitely, sir. Awesome. And of course, that's Louie. We're going to get back to him in just a second. Um, actually, we're gonna. I'm going to go ahead and start introducing people. To my right, I'm starting with you. You know him. Of course, you love him. Josh? Yeah. James? Question mark? <laughs> He'll be bringing the message today. Yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. Excellent. I think he can do it. I'm fairly confident. I've seen him do it a few times. Um, to, my, to my left here, it's not to true. my right. Uh, Ryan. I was going to introduce you, but that's okay. That's okay. That's <laughs> he was it's making a, sure you remember his name. No, he's I, so I, new. He's like, it's Ryan. It's Ryan. It's Ryan. It's Ryan. It's the soft spot on the back of his head, so he's just really new. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thank you. And of course, the voice of this show, Louie Rodriguez. <laughs> All right, that uh, now that you know the cast today, I just want you to know that we actually have five shows right here with Revolver Broadcasting. If you could please follow us on Facebook, True Social, where else are you? Where else are you? We're, we're, we're everywhere, man. We're, we're everywhere. We're, yeah, we're pretty much on every social network there is. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, uh, anywhere you download your audio podcasts. Just don't try to find us on MySpace. Don't ask Jeeves. <laughs> right, or Dogpile, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like you said, definitely YouTube Rumble. You're gonna find us there. Uh, we'd like to push Rumble though. Yeah, we we yeah we definitely because they'll pay us faster. <laughs> so everybody just go over to Rumble. Uh, and uh, behind our booth here, you can't see him unfortunately, but we have Austin. He's gonna be running everything back there and making us sound good because without him, ooh, you don't want to hear us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we were lucky to be blessed by these two young gentlemen, Ryan, uh, who's joining us this week, and then Austin back over there because these guys. Um, they're sitting in some hot seats. They're, you know, they're taking on some responsibilities here. And um, I mean, uh, Austin, you know, uh, he's, t- he's taking over for some, uh, some Titans in, in this room. So he's, uh, he's, he's doing it to it, man. I'm proud of him uh, checking it all out. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. It's nice to have some interns around here. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh, you want to lead us in with a little prayer and then maybe we can talk about the topic at hand. Uh, let me give you the title real quick, okay? Because I think I think you're gonna like this title, Alan. Okay, okay. Um, warriors to warriors. I like it. I like it. Warriors to warriors. Okay. Uh, going to prayer. Let's do it. Uh, Father God, we want to thank you for this time of uh, fellowship, and we'll hope a little bit of fun. We want to make sure that we glorify you, and at least in this first half hour, if we can, um, hopefully throughout the rest of us, because because this uh, this uh, show, because. Without you, we don't have anything, and we want uh, all the values that you've taught us in the 66 books of truth to believe in every aspect of our lives. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I noticed he didn't put much faith in the last 60 minutes when he's not talking. <laughs> he's like, first 30 minutes, I got you, God. I got you. After that, it might go off the rails. He, Sorry. He can carry his own torch just fine. He doesn't need me. <laughs> well. But he, like, he likes that we, that we try, right? That's fair. Um, the reason I went with warriors to warriors, I actually heard, um, it was, uh, it was a guy named Charlie. He's a speaker that my, my good friend Joe and I like to listen to. Um, you can catch him on rumble too, but, uh, he, he was making this speech to a rather large crowd and he said, we got to stop being warriors. We got to stop being warriors. We got to start getting closer to the creator and we got to start being warriors. And I was like, huh? And he goes, he goes, to put that shortly, warriors, we got to become warriors. 
And I went, whoa. <laughs> it just made my head explode. I, I don't know why, but I just, I, I felt that throughout my, my body. I was like, man, I, I gotta, I gotta use that. <laughs> um, so we have scripture that, that tells us not to worry, but, um, this is for the warrior. Um, we have Philippians uh, chapter four, verse six it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Uh, so that's praying fervently to God. And you're like, Hey, if these things are on your mind, we want to start handing those over. Let's not be worrying about all those things that's going to weigh us down. Right, Louie? Because that's that's not for us to carry. That's not our burden. Sure. Because <laughs> uh, God, God, uh, and we'll get to it, he, he talks about how he takes that weight off of us. Uh, so do not be anxious. Uh, Philippians 4, 7, that's the following verse, says, And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, you know, now that we're praying, we're handing it all over to him because we have Christ in our hearts. Um, it's, we're, we're, we're now, not only are we going to um, find the peace of God by handing those things over, uh, but we're, we're going to actually have understanding of it. And even if we don't, God's going to guard our heart because we have Jesus Christ there to guard it for us. I was afraid when you said peace of God, you were talking about the cracker at mass. My fault. <laughs> what? Well, <No>. yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes, right? Yeah. We, we need the, that's called communion for those who've never been to church before. And uh, if you've never done communion, um, one, one of these times, I think we'll have to, we'll have to do that on, on the show and, and see if uh, we can get everybody to engage with us. Break out the box of Jesus. That's right. And, uh, don't forget the wine. <laughs> <laughs> grape juice. Welch's grape juice around here, Lou. Oh, no, no, no. That doesn't go. God mm-hmm. don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> they had drinking wine. They they drink, they drink had the drinking wine because the water was not exactly, you know. Hey, we got to we gotta follow the tradition. <laughs> wine. Just don't get, don't, just don't uh, drink it till you get hoppy. <laughs> Um, okay, so, about 10 sips. <laughs> um, so we go over to Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, and it says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. So again, he's telling us not to be anxious. Uh, what you, do not be anxious about your life, about what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body or what you will put on it. Wow. But more, I haven't gotten to the end of that verse, but Wow. It said, "Is not is life not more than food, and the body, and the cl- and the clothing?" Well, right? Yeah, I made a mistake by putting a tattoo. But yeah, I mean, everybody's temple, right? But like, uh, but we don't have to. What it, what it's I think what it's talking about here is uh, doing this for other people, right? Like you're putting on the nicest shoes, you're putting on the nicest whatever threads, you know, or the kids are calling it drip now for some reason. Um, that's the TikTok generation. I heard it the other day and I, I tried to use it and it didn't go over well. Well, it's because they're closer to plastic. It gets hot <laughs> enough outside. Yeah, just, it, it will actually drip. They don't, they don't say flame retardant like ours did growing up. Huh? They had to be when we were kids. <laughs> well, it's all changed a lot, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were playing outside, right? Yeah, we had Wranglers and Lees. Um, but yeah, 
so the clothing you wear is, it doesn't it doesn't shouldn't matter to you and you um you, you shouldn't have to have the finest of foods just make sure it's healthy enough you know and there's there's ways to do that obviously and you shouldn't have to worry about um drinking particular drinks like if you got Voss water or whatever you know it doesn't matter to God he just wants you to know that your needs are going to be met. So don't be anxious in those things. Don't be anxious in, on, uh, in trying to uh, just accomplish for everyone else. And I'm sure that there's other meanings to that, but that's what I got out of it this time around. I'm sure I'll probably bring a message pre- pretty close to this sometime, you know, a few years from now, and I'll have a whole other uh, meaning to that. But that's that's where I'm going with it right now because I feel like that's exactly what God's telling me through it. Um, and then uh, two verses later, um, in Matthew six twenty seven. Uh, this is Jesus talking. He said, um, and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? That's the truth. Right. There's so much of that. I mean, there's so much truth there. I mean, how much of our life do we kind of cast out there with anxiety and, and, um, just, just worrying about things. Right. I mean, it leads to so many health problems and so many mental problems. Yeah. Yeah. It makes your heart race usually. Uh, makes people have other health conditions that they wouldn't uh, normal uh, normally. I know that for me and well, and I know for a lot of people that they have anxiety um, in particular. It does show up very physically. Um, I had instances where, like, I had pain in my legs for a long time. I had like an eye twitch thing going on. Oh, I hate that. And I was like, "What is this?" And you know, and then uh, then you read Matthew six twenty seven. You are like, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> I'm stupid. I should have just read the Bible and I would have found out the answer that I shouldn't be running around with an eye twitch because I'm not going to add anything to my life. I'm not going to add, I'm not going to have a longer life if I worry about things. Right, Louis? I mean, and that really goes along with people saying it's in God's hands now, right? Like, you know, you can put it on your shoulders and you can stress about it, but most of the things you stress about, you can't actually do anything about. And so you hear a lot of people say, hey, it's in God's hands now because literally you can sit here and, and stress about it and shorten your life. Or you can realize you absolutely have no control. The person, there is someone who has control, and it's not you. Yeah, no, it's the big man upstairs. That's right. And uh, Jesus continues later on in, in uh, Matthew uh, chapter six uh, in verse thirty-three. He said, uh, "But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you." So all the things that you were worried about, all the things that you knew you needed, God knows you need. Like your drip. <laughs> yeah. So he'll get you. You may not be the purtiest clothes, uh, and yes, I said purtiest. Um, it may not be the fanciest, um, but it'll keep you covered. It'll keep you covered, and you may not have the the greatest of foods, and you're not eating on caviar and and having those champagne wishes or caviar dreams. What is that, that they used to say on? Rich and famous. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you caviar aren't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't need that stuff. You I haven't know. watched it, but yeah. <laughs> well, Somebody. you're a little too young there, Ryan. That's, that's before your time. <laughs> yeah. Back true. in my day, um, but <laughs> um, you know, yeah, you, you can you can get on that uh, that Gordon's uh, fisherman fish diet, can't you? You know, <laughs> it's affordable. No. It's not. Maybe maybe a maybe a few pieces of chicken from from the the Walmart. Yeah, my kid put me on ramen this week, so yeah, she made sure to spend enough that I had to eat ramen this week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. But those those needs were met. You get you got something in your belly, yeah. Even if it even if it has to be just a little by little. 
Um, me, I, you know, I, I found myself often enough just uh, eating peanut butter crackers for lunch. I may not look it, but yeah, that's a pretty good lunch for me sometimes because I'm like watching my pennies. <laughs> and not because I'm worried about it, because I know that that's all I need. Because God wouldn't have just provided it for me if I if I needed more. He would have he would have let me know. Um, so in the following verse, uh, uh, Matthew chapter six, verse thirty four, uh, Jesus is still talking. He says, uh, "Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble." So all of those things that you're going to worry about, it's, it's no need, obviously. We've, we've covered that. But it's going to take care of itself. It's going to worry about itself all on its own. You don't, need, you don't, have, to, you don't have to think about it. I'm, I know I'm looking at you a lot, Ryan, <laughs> but I, I feel like it's touching base for you right now. Am I yeah. right about that? Okay. Um, I like to think the next – I like to think tomorrow is anticipating me showing up. <laughs> like he's going to be here again tomorrow. I was, I was waiting for <laughs> – I'm Something trying to get lo- I'm trying to get Louie going here. Yeah, like I'm he, trying. He was a rascal before you got here, but but pre-recording and pre-recording, and we were all just kind of sitting around <clears throat> chatting. He was a real rascal, uh, but he's keeping quiet now. He's watching right. his P's and Q's, I guess. I'll get him to come out. Um, don't let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> iron fist, iron fist. No. Wow. <laughs> no. Uh, Deep control. Is that, is that why you have to sit next to him? Now, don't bring whips into it. We're already crackers over here. We don't need to add. <laughs> well, <laughs> it goes with the family. I don't. I don't like to use the word cracker. I think whipping cream is okay. <laughs> I mean, anyway. I, I consider Sorry. myself a corn chip, but that, that, that's fair. That's fair. It's because all the dad jokes are very corny. Corn um, chips. Yeah. We are yeah. in Indianapolis. Yeah. Everybody likes corn, corn chips, right? Um, corn state. <laughs> Ryan, you look like you don't know what you got yourself into. <laughs> it's like, oh, this. <laughs> there was like laughter, and then there wasn't, and then there was, and then I don't know what happened there. That's how I feel every time I talk. Usually I get laughter, and then it stops, and I get more <laughs> laughter. It's just all like... Anxious laughter. That's what it is. <laughs> and they don't put it off till tomorrow. We're making Austin anxious. People, we're going to laugh. Laugh on time. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right. I got a okay. full laugh. Take that, Alan. That's fair. <laughs> I'll get my remixed laugh. It's okay. Uh. <laughs> it's bad hiring a uh, crew. <laughs> Listen to this over there, Austin. See, in, in Proverbs... Um, or no, actually, let me go back one. In First Peter, uh, chapter five, verse seven, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure that you're casting all your anxieties on Him. So everything that's making you anxious right now, even though even me, cast those cares on 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 Jesus because He's going to take care of them for you because He cares for you, right? Um, and then Proverbs 12, chapter 12, verse 25. Um, I believe this is Jesus again here talking. Um, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Now that's, that's, a, that's a long way of saying, give an attaboy and you'll brighten somebody's day. Give him somebody a smile, right? We'll take subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> right? Tell your friends. <laughs> comments 
I was gonna give a bunch of hopeless plugs. That, just <laughs> never mind. Go ahead. <clears throat> Sorry. No, you're 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 good, man. Yeah, but I want I want to read that one again real quick because anxiety anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down. How do you feel about that, Ryan? Does anxiety in your heart does that weigh you down? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Financially, mainly, but yeah. Yeah, I think that goes for everybody here tonight. I think that goes for everybody here tonight. But there's nothing like looking at somebody and saying, man, you're killing it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're doing a great job. You're killing it. And that just, man, it, at the right time, I mean, anytime it's great, but at the right time, there's always that moment where that just all it takes is that little bit. Yeah. It and can change you, everything for you. And then you can almost see it instant, usually instantaneously, right? Like if you say, good job, you're doing great. That, that'll, that'll, that good word makes that man glad or that woman. Um, so, uh, then we move on to we're, 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 <laughs> sorry, we're we just, we just want to make sure it was man and woman. That's yeah. the, there's no others. We're good. A man and a woman, right? That's not yep. what they said in, um, in Congress. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm getting off topic there. So we're casting our cares on him. And this is what he told us, um, in Matthew, uh, chapter 11, verse 30, he said, and this is one of my favorite verses of all time, because if we're casting our cares on him, he says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hmm, interesting. Uh, and so when he says yoke, he's talking. You know what? You know the yoke that they put on the oxen's shoulders. Oh, I thought it was a yoke. Like <laughs> have babies. Like egg egg you yoke. Know? So it, yeah. So it's it's not Y O L K, but Y O K E. And um, yeah, it's talking about like um, when they're pulling the carts and stuff. The, the old and they have the the yokes over their shoulders to to carry. Doesn't or have a even, lot to pull. Uh, or uh, even uh, people would have uh, like buckets of water on either side of a yoke. Um, hmm, I didn't know that was called like that. Yeah. Huh. So for, for God, I mean, uh, well, I mean, you can pretty much, he doesn't have to worry about physics, right? Like we do because we have to worry about gravity and all this other stuff. He doesn't have to worry about that because he's God. So his, his yoke is easy. And uh, guess what? He doesn't have a care because he's God. So he can take care of all those things that we were like, oh, man, this is really getting to my core. This has really got me anxious. This has really got me worried. And should I be doing this? And should I be doing that? He might be worrying. He, he'd probably be looking at me and say, oh, no, Louis going to do something wrong. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> well, that's why he gave us grace, right? That's yep. why he gave us grace. So, yeah, he, he knew we were going to do wrong, especially especially his own, right? We're, um, that's why uh, when I hear somebody say, well, you, you Christians ain't nothing but hypocrites. I go, uh-huh. And that's okay. <laughs> like you, like when we go to church, uh, we're we're going there to to hear about God, and hear about Christ. You don't go to the gym to uh, sit around and look at everybody else. You're going there to get fit, right? It's the same thing with your spirit. You're going to church, or you're coming to an episode of FFP, whether digitally or here physically, and you're. Pumping up your spiritual muscles, right? And we need that. So yes, we're hypocrites. We're gonna we're gonna do wrong tomorrow. I guarantee it. I will four times in the next fifteen minutes, <laughs> likely. Um, <laughs> I will look at the woman in front of me that's lifting weights. And again, <laughs> God God give you the grace though, even though you know. Um, and so, yeah, we just try not to. That's our that's our that's our goal. But so he says, my, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And then he says, in uh, going back into the old Testament. So this is, this is big words here. So OG Testament. 
That's right. Psalm chapter 46, verse 10. He said, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. Whoa. So no matter how many anxieties we got, no matter how many mounting pressures we've got, no matter how many things are really um, just weighing us down, we got to remember to just be still. Find that solitude, start praying, and we'll know that He is God. And that, he, that no matter what we've got going on, He's still going to be exalted above all, among all the nations. He's still going to be exalted in all the earth. So He's got control of all that. If He can control all that, certainly He can handle little old me and you. Right? Now for the warriors, right? Now for the warriors. Um, this is also in Psalm chapter uh, 55, verse 22. Uh, Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. He'll never permit the righteous to be moved. So if you've got God on your side... They can't evict you. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Josh finish. Sorry, guys. Yeah, there, I don't think that there's uh what, what do they call that uh, when when uh, when when they say that uh, it, it's it's God's will to to take over uh, not eminent domain. There's uh, uh, I can't remember. There's there's a word for it where um, you know someone says okay, well this is this is what manifest destiny. Manifest, yes, there, manifest you go, destiny. there you go. Yeah. That's the words I was looking for. Manifest destiny. Um, no, there's nothing. It's not like that. Um, but, um, let's say you've, uh, you found yourself worrying and then you handed your stuff, your, your, your worries over to God. And, and then people come to you and start trying to put additional anxieties on you or put those anxi- those same anxieties that you had back on you. Well, now you got God in your corner and because you've chosen the righteous path, you can't be moved now. You're like a mountain, right? Yeah. And, uh, and that's why in, in Luke chapter 12, verse 31, we want to instead seek his kingdom and these things will be added to you. Again, you're, he's adding to you. He's sustaining you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved, right? He's, he's making you more of a mountain, more of a warrior. Now, we talked back on with, with, with uh, my dad, the warrior that I am, when he did that talked about the full armor of God, talked about the sword, talked about, you know, the shield of God, um, those things being, you know, your faith, your Bible, right? And your salvation. So now we're, now we're, we're going to, we're going to put that whole armor on. So in Ephesians chapter six, verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. That's So we're talking about the greater battle, not just the day-to-day, oh, I hate what they said at work. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't like what they, they did on the television program that I was watching. That's, I mean, sure, we're going to talk about some of that stuff tonight, and those, those are the smaller things, but if we've got on the full armor of God... All those things 
that we're fighting for. No weapon formed against uh, against you shall prosper. That's also I don't have that scripture with me tonight, but that's that's also in there. And um, so we're now we're mountains. Now we have armor. What what do you think, Ryan? What do you think can stop a mountain with armor, <coughs> full armor on? I don't know. <laughs> not Honestly, much, right? No, not much. So we got to make sure that we're praying fervently, right? We're reading yes. our Bible. Yes. And we we've got our um, we've got Christ in our heart. Yes. Most importantly, yes. Yes. So then we got the floor of God. We're a mountain. God's on our side. So now, what what are we gonna do with those anxieties? Uh, I had that point. I don't know. <laughs> you, got, you got to put them on God. <laughs> got to put them on God. That very first step, right? Praying fervently to Him. Yes. Right. Yes. And then when we open up our, our Bible, He's gonna He's gonna give us the right the right words to read, generally speaking, or He'll give us someone to give a. I feel like this is reaching you. I just that's why I keep, <laughs> I keep you know. Um, so all the pressure's on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't right. think it's pressure, but no. he's right now. He's he's fervently in prayer in his mind. I guarantee it. He's like God, take this off me. <laughs> take it off me. Excited. Take it off me now. <laughs> and he's becoming a mountain. He's becoming a warrior. Um, so you know we have this bigger uh, battle, the spiritual battle between us uh, and the devil. Uh, or devils, as it were, because that that word uh, doesn't mean uh, Lucifer or Satan. It's 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 uh, just literally meaning uh, evil ones. I think is the is the, the actual translation. So um, they actually when they're referencing the big evil guy, they usually say Lucifer. You know, um, but here we're talking about devils. We're talking about uh, the leading into temptations of some kind, leading into anxieties of some kind. Um, things that'll worry us and break us down, but we're warriors. We're mountains now. <laughs> We've got armor on. And uh, I want to I want to close with this one because this this uh, this verse because this is this includes the little ones. Um, it's First John chapter four verse four. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for He who is in you is greater than He who is in the world. Now he's referring to all of us as little children, not just the little children. So that's 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 uh, all of us here. That's all of you at home. I hope you got the little ones watching too, because this this is a family friendly show. So gather around the couch, you know. Exactly. I'm always worried they're gonna tune in and see me sitting in front of the of this mic, and they're like, "Oh no, <laughs> we can't watch this one with the kids." <laughs> no, so we 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 do crack the whip on Alan that we do that. Um, <laughs> You thought Daryl Brooks had a shock bracelet on, shock <laughs> anklet on. Yeah. He, he just gets 30 lashings after every episode, uh, even for no reason. I was going to say, even if I don't need it. <laughs> I need it, regardless. Just a reminder. But I, 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 think, that that, I think that that's very powerful um, when he speaks to us that way. When God speaks to us that way, he says, little children, you are from God. So we're, we're from the creator, yes, um, and, and have overcome them, uh, overcome all your, your problems, all your anxieties, all these things. Uh, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So Christ being in our hearts and God being on our side, they are greater than any of your anxieties. They are greater than any of your worries. They are greater than anything that comes your way. Okay? Okay. <laughs> I, what was, I that, I, what was I, the second one again? I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding, buddy. Uh, anxieties, worries. I'm yeah. just messing with you. Go ahead. I, I can go back over points. 
I've got it all mentally captured right now. I know here. you're there. Yeah. It's I, like no a problem. mountain yeah. with armor on it. That's right. That's right. Armor on. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we got to remember, let's stop being warriors and start being warriors. Right, Louie? That's right. You want a story? Yeah. Oh, if I was, you got a story I, for us. Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, obviously, you can lead if you want. But I was just going to say, like, a moment where you've basically said, you know what, I got to take it off me and, and give it to God and just let him let him run with it. That's what I was going to go with the story. I mean, you know what would be really cool, though, Josh? What's that? I don't know if you want to tell these guys about the email and uh, how they can get a hold of us. Maybe tell us their stories. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that while you uh, plug this iPad up over there I'm on, on your it. side. Um, so, yeah, if you want to reach us in a secure manner, you don't want Mark Zuckerberg looking at your messages because you're trying to hit us up through Facebook Messenger. You don't want to uh, have uh, – Susan Wojcicki looking at your stuff when you're trying to comment on YouTube. Certainly still comment on YouTube, but make sure you keep it light so that they don't try to cancel us for anything you've said. Uh, you'll want to go on to uh, your, your email, and you're going to type in info at revolverbroadcasting.com. Info at revolverbroadcasting.com. And send us your messages. Let us know how we're doing, you know, things that you like, things you'd like to see for this show. Um, things you'd like to, uh, you know, hear us talk about. Sometimes we can change it up, you know. Um, we, we have a lot of big things in the future, so um, make sure you hit us up that way because it is, it is the most secure way to let Revolver Broadcasting know how we're doing and what you'd like to see from us. I got one complaint. We don't have enough donuts, snacks, or coffee. Well, send it to <laughs> info at revolverbroadcasting.com, Louie. All right. <laughs> and I think it would be kind of cool to hear some of their stories occasionally. Yeah. You know, like, that'd be great to hear how you guys have overcome things or, or put things to God. You know, that'd yeah. be fantastic. Yeah, they can send us, uh, if you'd like, you can send us our vid- your video clips, and uh, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll try to work out some kind of, like, a montage or something. Uh, that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want to sit at home like a zombie and just go, uh, uh, and not say nothing, you know? <laughs> Say something. What about the show? How would you like? And um, give us some comments. Yeah. So you want to tell us about that story, Louie? <laughs> you want to tell us more about the story? On which one? You had a story for us. Oh, no, about me being in Cal- Calama. Never mind. <laughs> tell me all about it. Uh, We're just clearing this up real quick. I changed my mind. You changed your mind? You're just asking questions. We can hear you. Yeah, so... I was just going to talk about when I was re- reincarnated. So you got quit this here, and then you just scroll down. There. I just want this okay. here. To, I want to get to that line that's right there. But oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. A little Are technical we difficulty. Lamps. Um, might need to reload the. Page. I will. I'll do that. That little circle there. Anyway, so yeah, let's go ahead and keep rolling. Yeah, a time yeah. where you um, where it was on your shoulders, and you gave it to God, and cleared your mind, and hit that next day hard. Anybody got a, a story for that? No, uh, well, life is hard. It ain't easy. And you're going to have all kinds of worries. You know, everything's going to be out there trying to knock you down from when you buy a house or when you get married or when you have a kid. All that is going to bring you down, but you just got to fight through it. Think about God, and it'll get you through. It, I, used to let, I used to let things like that get me down when I was younger. I used to worry. I had a lot of kids. Money wasn't there. I used stressed out on that. But I never thought about going to God or reading the Bible. I just 
held all that weight on me, you know? Right. And finally, when I started seeing God, and really when my kids grew up and got away out of the house, things started getting better for me, but it was rough in the beginning, and um, I'm glad that um, I made it through. I survived. My kids survived. And um, they, they, so, so far, most of them are doing well. But don't let that stress get you down because it's hard. And it's like Josh said, it, it will bring you down real hard. Would you say you've you've learned to let that go? You've learned to just say, hey, it's out of my hands. I, yeah. I can't micromanage everything in life. I've got to, you know, I don't necessarily have to give up, but I definitely have to understand that this is my threshold and this is what I can control and this is what I can't. Right. Definitely that's where you're at now. You can't control life. You no. know, you can't control. What, you could control it to the point that, you do the right thing, but don't let it get you down. You just got to keep going. Hit, you know, just keep going with the punches and roll, and um, you'll be there. Sooner or later, you'll be there. You're getting a lot of cheers, Louie. <laughs> <laughs> Austin's having fun with that soundboard. That's um, so-so, he says. <laughs> you know, I like to tell people, I like to tell my daughter, you know, a lot of times I go, you know, stretch your arms out. Stretch your arms out, give me your full wingspan. Understand that most things in life that you can control are from your fingertips, you know, from, at your fingertips and your wingspan. There are certain things you can control outside that, but most of those things you have to just let go because it's outside your span, right? Yeah. And um, that's just kind of how I've had to live my life. I've learned to stop doing that. I used to carry so much on my shoulders, everyone else's burdens, you know. Uh, I'd pile them up and put them on my shoulders because I didn't want to see other people in pain. I didn't want to see other people hurting, you know. So if I could help, I would help. If I was there for a, just as an ear, that's okay. But I got, you know, I got loaded down myself worrying about everybody else, you know. And so I, I you have to accept that. It's the uh, the telltale sign of an extrovert as as someone, you know, especially if they're they're um, an, an empathic an empathic person or empathetic person, um, you know, because you're you're wanting to uh, most most extroverts are people pleasers. Would you say that's correct for you too, Alan? Kind of a people pleaser. Absolutely. Yeah. Come check so. out the videos, please. <laughs> we make them for you. We're, we're here to please you. There's something wrong with this chair. Hang on a second. It's like a trick chair. I think my dad must have messed with it or something. He, I think he did some kind of special wrenching like, on this Not chair. having me on the show this week. Yeah. <laughs> you will slide down slowly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been steadily. I've just been getting shorter and shorter. Um, I know how it feels to be Norman now, Louis. It comes with age. <laughs> the older you get, um, the smaller you get. <laughs> But, um, you know, that, that is the, the, the crux of it, though. Like, now you're wanting to be a people pleaser, and then you hear their, their problems, and then you want to take them on as your own. Right. And sometimes you got to understand that their problems are still theirs. Now, that doesn't mean you can't, like you said, be a, a, a sympathetic ear. But at the end of the day, um, their problems are their own. And, hey, if you, if you can help, certainly, certainly you can reach out and help. But don't put so much on yourself. The world's problems are not your problems. Some problems are harder than others. Don't let other people sink your raft. I mean, yeah. You know, we all have a raft. Don't let other people sink your raft. Yeah. Unless you have space on your door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she had plenty of room on she that door. She had plenty of room uh, on that door. <laughs> we're talking about the Titanic. I've never actually seen the movie, but I've seen that scene. And that door was huge. And she had plenty of room for him. Uh, what was his name? Jack? Yeah, it was Jack. She had plenty of room for Jack to yeah, get on Rose, that door. Yeah, Rose could have done several <laughs> things to get Jack on that door. Um, she just knew how much more money was maybe waiting for her at home. <laughs> uh, 
Last week in my girlfriend's family actually went to the Titanic Museum. That's Speaking of that, so that's really cool. Yeah. So, so when they went there, did they did they tell them, "Hey, there was plenty of room on that door for Jack to get on"? <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> Look at these doors. <laughs> it's in Tennessee, though. But <laughs> where was it that you went? Uh, I didn't go. They, they went. went. Yeah, they went. They Wait. went to the Titanic Museum in uh, Tennessee. In Tennessee. Oh, in Tennessee. Yeah. It, I was told it's a good experience, but not the price. <laughs> right. I wonder how many people were actually praying when, when that went down, when the Titanic. How, how many people actually handed that over to God, you know? I wasn't like they're going to, I don't know. I wasn't there. I couldn't have taken a tally. I would have been trying to yeah. get off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't think you got me that. You thought I was that old. <laughs> Do you know, Ellen? <laughs> Communication so Louis, must have been rough back uh, in those days. Louis, how was it on the Titanic, was it? It was pretty rough, man, I tell you. <laughs> I thought I'd never survive. <laughs> The good thing is you got a few ice cubes for your for your wine. I was lucky I got swallowed <laughs> up by a whale and got thrown on the beach up there. Nice. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Louis' other name is Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't connect with that one. <laughs> so that well, was a Bible joke. There was a there's a man named Jonah in the Bible. He got swallowed up by a Oh no, fish. I got that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just couldn't connect. All right. <laughs> so is there a a moment or a story that you may have where you just had to let it off your shoulders and give it to God? Uh, well, high school, but a lot of it, I went, I was more like a military academy and fire academy when I was in high school. So a lot of wake ups were hard on me at the time, but I had hardly any bills. But, uh, I mean, what'd you do? Like the alarm goes off and you're like, you wake up, you look around, you go, I'm giving this to God and roll back over. <laughs> no, uh, Woke up, God's a lot got of physical this. training, but no. Uh, I would one report to, which is a military academy base, it's GRTC, but I had to go from GRTC to fire base, but we did a lot of physical training. Most of my morning was from 7 to noon physical training and bunker gear and basic gear, but yeah. <laughs> okay. That was rough. I know that. That kind of training is not that easy. I still train like that to this day, but yeah, it's not easy. Well, you'll have to start giving me a call in the mornings because I, I, man, I, I see my alarm in the morning and I'm like, "Hey, hey God, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a few more winks here." <laughs> I typically wake up at four or five or try to, but the physical component's not there. <laughs> That's the image change. Yeah, that, that um. I'm usually hitting hitting the mattress uh, about 2 a.m. Like that's when I'm laying down usually. So, uh. <laughs> I've woken up at 2 a.m. before too. <laughs> so to get up, but back up at five, I think it might be a little bit too grueling. When I'll, now that I'm getting getting closer to my 40s, um, right on the cusp of it. Actually, Alan knows he's right behind me. Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> We're just a few months apart. He's got he's got a birthday coming up. Yeah, I do. I'm trying to forget it. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it on God. Summer. I'm putting it on God, 100%. God, take this 39th way. Just take it for me, man. Yeah, I think, um, I think for for me, I've I've had a lot of I've had a lot of things that have really weird weighed me down. Uh, we, we've talked about depression in the past and stuff like that, but certainly, but um, I, you know, things that I worried about uh, uh, in recent times was. Um, 
and I and I and I shouldn't have had to worry about it because I I know she's wonderful. But what my wife thought of me, um, because as as much as I know that she loves me, uh, and and I hope that she gets a chance to watch this because she doesn't always watch the episodes because she hears enough of us talking politics all the time around her. She doesn't want to hear all that portion, but um, you know, um, there's a lot of times I worry about exactly what she thinks about me and how how good I'm uh, I'm doing as as a husband. Um, I, I'm a slow learner when it comes to a lot of this stuff and Louis can attest. He's given me some wisdom uh, over the years that I've known him and he's kind of pulled me aside and said, Hey, you know, that's, that, that's probably not the right way to approach that with her. And I've learned to be, um, a lot softer with her. Um, we have to do that with our, with our spouses, gentlemen, we have to, um, we have to be softer with them. We have to be, um, willing to listen, um, because all she's all she's trying to do is be heard, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I worried about that a lot. But then I spent a lot of time in prayer, and I was like, I was like, God, I, I'm worried about what she thinks about me, and I just kept praying. I'm wor- I just kept telling him, I'm worried about what she thinks about me. And as when this when I was putting this message together, I was like, Oh, he's telling me he can take this away. He can take this away. And then, and then Laura comes up to me right up, right after I had just gotten done putting some of this stuff together. And, and, uh, she goes, oh, I love you. And, you know, give me a little kiss on the cheek. And it was like, <sighs> that was after he blacked out for 10 minutes when she hit him with something. <laughs> All he remembers is getting the kiss and hearing, I love you. And why does his head hurt so much? <laughs> that explains this lump and why the hat has to be on this week. No. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have that, you know. Every once in a while, you gotta tell each other you love each other, mm-hmm. you know, you appreciate each other, you know. Because she could be thinking the same thing you're thinking, you know. She probably saying to herself, "What he thinks about me," you know. Yeah. So once in a while, you gotta let them know. Yeah, and and I, you know, if she get like I said again, she gets to watch this, uh, and, and I'll certainly tell her face to face, but um, she doesn't have to worry about that. Uh, she's great. Um, certainly we have arguments like any other couple. We have, um, you know, things that we're not always lined up with, uh, like every other couple. Yeah. We, we shoot all these down here in the studio. Cause this is actually where he lives most of the time. Cause he's, <laughs> he's in trouble. <laughs> this is his dog house. So this is how we can visit Josh. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. So Definitely come hang out kidding. with us. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my bedroom slash kitchen. I'm just kidding. Just kidding guys. Seriously. Uh, installing in the sink next week, but um, <laughs> that's a, a kidding again. I, I couldn't afford a sink, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't think she has to worry about that uh, at all. And, and I know that I, I, I actually believe that um, she has a stronger walk with God than I do. Um, Cause there's been times where we're praying uh, together and I'm like, man, she's really got this down. She really talks to God a whole lot more than I do. I think I think a lot of women really have a better relationship with God than men. Um, they have to put up with us. They're, yeah, they're reaching out for the strength, <laughs> reaching for strength reaching all for the strength, time. Yeah. Well, and it's I think it's because uh, all too often we close our ears and we want to tell them how we think it's supposed to be. Right? Mm-hmm. Am I right, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. We try to tell them, hey, <laughs> it's supposed to be like this, because um, the. Uh, the role, we think in our minds, the role of the man is to just tell everybody like it is. It's, that's not the role of the man. The The role of the man is, is to be the head of the household for sure. 
but the right way. So when someone comes and brings you, it's it's like it's almost like managing a business in that way. And I'm not going to say it's it's like it's exactly like a business. So don't get me wrong there, but it's just it's just a metaphor here. Um, so someone brings you their problems. If you're running a company, uh, and 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 they, they this employee has brought you their problems, uh, what are you going to do with those problems? Are you gonna are you gonna go? You're going to do this right now. No, I'm going to find an employee that doesn't complain as much. <laughs> you might cycle them out. No, exactly. Um, but if if let's say you're these are your employees for life, you have no choice. Um, so now you've got to figure out what their problem is, right, and work it out together. I'm closing the business. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think yeah we we then we can hand all those uh, anxieties, those worries over to God together with you and. Uh, whoever that may be, uh, for me, it's uh, you know here at home, it's just Laura and I and our and our dog journey. So uh, you gotta remember that your wife is not your servant. She's not there for you to tell what to do. She's part of you, and you're both even when yeah. it comes to the household. Some women are more bossy than the men, and some men are bossy than the woman, yeah. but. You got to come to a even relationship and um, settle your problems and talk them out. Don't come out and say, "Oh no, it's my way." It is not. Doesn't work that way, because women they'll get tired after a while and seeing seeing that, oh, it's always this way and I can't get nothing in there and say anything about it. They get tired. So that's when they tell you to get a night job. <laughs> 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 I, I had to learn that the hard way. What being told to get a night job? <laughs> well, because um, I was working a lot of overtime when we were early in our marriage, Laura and I, and she yeah, and she was happy that I was <laughs> working two two jobs during that time. <laughs> Again, slow learner. So I you know I had a lot of things that I had to I had to uh, straighten up and fly right about um, back then. So uh, she she was rightfully so you know because she was still doing she back then she was just about as good as she is now. Um, women only get better with age folks. If, if, if they're, if they're a good woman, they only get better, uh, uh the more, you know, them. so, uh, I'm, I guess I, I think we're pulling in a key demographic here that we can't find on the analytics. <laughs> no, uh, actually, uh, believe it or not, Alan, um, uh, via Facebook anyway, uh, 65% of our audience, we want to thank you ladies. Uh, you are 65% of our audience. Um, and and we're going to try to have more women on the show, uh, obviously. Um, if you want that, you know, make sure you're going to info at revolverbroadcasting.com and hitting us up and letting us know that. And uh, commenting. Yeah, and commenting, uh, whether you're on YouTube or Rumble. Uh, let us know because, um, you know, we appreciate you. We appreciate you watching. We appreciate you subscribing, uh, sharing, all that stuff. So uh, thank you. Yeah, we personally That's read it. those comments. We really do and take them to heart. So whatever comments we can get. Any feedback we can get, it only makes the show better, and, and, and we like to be able to, you know, cater to our audience. So And it yeah. might make us improve better. Yeah. We're willing to listen. Yep. <laughs> so uh, as far as me, I mean, that's just kind of, I don't know at what point I had to train myself to just let things go, you know, and there, I do it multiple times a week at this point. You know, something comes up with my daughter, something comes up at work, something like that. I just, I have... I have learned to assess what I can fix, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where I've drawn the line. I've said, okay, this is, this is all I can do. This is all I can do. 
and I can get angry. I can get upset. I can, you know, do whatever I, I want to do. Uh, logic needs to beat emotion here. And so this is my line. Everything beyond that, I just have to let it go. I can't do anything about it. So I can be mad. And I had an instance last night at my daughter's basketball game. And, um, you know, nothing with my daughter or anything like that. But I got really mad. And I was like, you know, I, what can I do? Anything I do is going to negatively affect or negatively impact my daughter. Yeah. And, and her future doing this. So I have to just understand that this is out of my control. I can take control, but it's out of my control. It just understands out of my control. It was in her basketball game? Yeah, yeah. It was just, Are you one of those violent uh, fans? <laughs> no, not at all, actually. <laughs> Usually, actually, I was, I've been really hands-off this season um, and just said, you know what? I'm going to let everything go the way it goes. And um, I didn't see that something wasn't quite fair. Um, just, I'm not going to get into the details, but something wasn't quite fair, uh, between her team and then also what the opposing team w- had done kind of messed things up and didn't allow the girls to really have their time to shine. Um, and I could have either, yeah, I really wanted to go down there and, and get brash, but I realized, you know, while talking to the person I wanted to say these things to, like, what am I, what am I going to accomplish? I'm not going to fix the problem. The problem has already transpired. So now we're just look, we're reflecting upon something that we cannot fix because it's already in the past. And anything I say now is just going to set a precedent for the future and cause problems in the future. So I have to let it go, you know, <laughs> it's out of my control. Yeah. I've been in, I've been one of those crazy fans. Um, my son was playing basketball and this guy pushed them. I got so mad. I ran up to the kid and, I, and then he's going, and I said, I said, then I saw myself and I said, wait a minute, this guy is only about seven years old. What am I doing over here yelling at him, you know? And then I got, then the referee said, Mr. Rodriguez, you must leave the gym. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first of many, many times that Louie got kicked out of places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I when, when it comes to sports, I'm real serious about it. I used to be. I used to be real, like, I, I used to, I used to, uh, Alan and I would, would talk, I said, uh, I say, Alan, uh, Christianity is my faith, but football is my religion. Because I would religiously watch football, man. I, I, I didn't miss Saturdays or Sundays. I was watching football, college or, uh, or national, you know, and NFL, uh, professional. I was, wa- I watch all of it. And, uh, I was, I was heavy into stats and who was doing this that week and, who was going to move into the league the next year. And yeah, I used to, you know, see them, see the, the, the people in the striped shirts known as referees. And I'd say, Oh man, uh, something about putting that shirt on must, must make for a good blindfold. Um, <laughs> and that was the nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, yeah. speaking of blindfolds. Yeah. From the daily mail. Yeah. China no longer deserves benefit of the doubt. Bombshell Senate report concludes that COVID most likely leaked from lab as lawmakers point the finger at Beijing. Let's go ahead and get in here. COVID pandemic was most likely the result of a lab leak, according to Bombshell Senate report, or a bombshell. Wow, I'm skipping A's there. Hmm. Policymakers said there was substantial evidence of an accident at a research facility while evidence for a natural spillover is 
still missing. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> I'm not going to dig into that too deep. I want us to go ahead and be able to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's confirming suspicions that we uh, we had for a long time, and we've talked about it a little bit on this program. But we've been we've we've skated around as much as we possibly can because we knew that Susan Wojcicki would say, "Uh oh, they're talking about it." You can't talk about that. <laughs> that hasn't been proven. So, um, yeah. But now we've got article from Daily Mail that says right it's Daily Mail saying Daily Mail yeah. yeah, and they've got references. They got receipts, and they said that uh, uh, this accident. Uh, Almost certainly happened. <laughs> and we've got the Congress saying it almost certainly happened. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think we about knew, that, Lou? We knew about this for the longest. We knew it. They they wasn't, you know, trying to make us believe something different. We knew what really happened. It wasn't bad soup? No, it wasn't <laughs> bad soup. It was bad um juicy. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about guano. <laughs> But uh, the, so there's the what this article is saying is that they actually were were testing on the COVID virus yes, in they, this lab. And they let it out. They let it out. Yeah. Just like all those movies, like Outbreak, and all those uh, uh, that you know, it's always there's something doing something in a lab, and then something breaks, and then it goes everywhere. You know something? I think they were trying to make a movie. That's why they did that. Because oh, yeah. they're still making a movie. Well, J- uh, January sixth, yeah. they made a movie out of it. I yeah. think they was trying to make a movie. I guess they got bored of making movies. They wasn't making enough movies. So. I mean, to be fair, there's a movie about you know Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you have the uh, there's this movie called COVID Zombies. It, COVID it, Zombies. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get there sooner or later. It's actually the prequel to Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. Um, <laughs> That's who poo pooed in the bed. Yes, <laughs> it was COVID Zombies. <laughs> And um, they keep experimenting. Who knows what could happen in this world? Anything. Well, I mean, uh, this this vindicates Trump, right? Because mm-hmm. they kept saying that he was racist because he was pointing out where it was coming from. Yeah. He was saying, we call it the Chinese virus because it comes from China. You know? Um, he knew. They said, well, that's racist, sir. And he goes, no, it's not. It's an observation. It's from China. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I actually watched a documentary on that. Yeah. Well, uh, um, do you have? Do you know what the name of the documentary was, perchance? No, it's on Vice. I oh. just typed in coronavirus, came across, but I, oh. I got to look it up again before. You... Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. Sometimes, I think. Uh, I think Austin may have your tablet for you. Yeah. Um. It's not connected. Oh. Okay. Um. Yeah. So if you want to go ahead and bring up the the Wi-Fi on that, I'll I'll let, I'll I'll. I'll, I'll uh, get you connected um but certainly so we have the covid virus breaking out of this chinese lab it's goes all over and then they try to hide it even the good old uh what was what's his name doctor um i, I don't even know if we can use his name I, oh, oh not with doctor in front of it oh at least. saint oh it's saint 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 now saint fauci is that right louis yeah saint fauci fauci A liar, <laughs> and now we've got proof. It's 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 coming out, and this committee is putting together a pretty solid case. Um, and what's so funny? We had laughs like that in Ukraine. So, 
I don't, the crazy thing about this is, I don't know if you guys saw this, and I'm going to jump around just for a second. This comes from Forbes, mm-hmm. and um, this isn't a second article. This is just in addition to our first topic. Um, I don't know if you saw that. Uh, sorry, guys. Boston University was playing around with the coronavirus. Did you guys see that in the news? I did not. And so they basically, they've basically taken the last strain of the coronavirus, and uh, which is the most infectious, but the least has the least impact on people, and they've basically amped up uh, its ability to kill. Huh. They introduced it to mice. It killed 80% of the mice. Wow. So it's highly infectious and fairly lethal. So it sounds like a bioweapon. They're yeah. playing Chemical with this. Warfare. You're going to take it in, and you're going to see, okay, well, what, what do we need to do? Okay, well, here's the problems. The spike proteins have these issues. This has that issues. Let, let, let's see if we can fix that. Why? Yeah. Why? This thing came from a lab. Let it die out. Now that it's weak, now that it's spreading, because, I mean, again, the whole idea behind a virus is that it, it doesn't want to kill its host because its whole job, just like nearly everything living on the earth, is to replicate. So if it kills its host too quickly, it doesn't replicate, it dies out. That's not good for it. That's why it gets weaker and weaker over time and becomes different strains so that it, it can keep surviving, but eventually it dies off. So you have a university going, huh, another lab takes it and goes, let's see if we can kick this up a notch. Let's take this very virulent strain. Give and, it steroids. And let's make it lethal. I as lethal as we can. Uh, the most current strain of COVID um, <clears throat> can only be, can only infect um, those, uh, and this is, a, this is from uh, the CDC, it can only infect those with a fourth booster. The, the most current strain of COVID can only, if, can only infect those with a fourth booster. Tell me something. Why do people experiment on stuff like this. Why? Why do they decide that they want to create a virus that could kill people? It, it's anything to weaponize, right? Anything to weaponize and, and anything to play God, I think, because they like to, like to poke around at things that they don't have any business poking around in. Um, is, we, we, we have uh, all we need if we need to ever stop or st- well, start a war, stop a war before it uh, begins, right? We have all we need as far as the, as America goes. We don't need bioweapons to be added to that because bioweapons can, can have blowback. I think COVID yes. taught us that because we had uh, in that in that COVID facility uh, there in China, there were there were U.S. Um, people working in that lab. That was that was why they said that Dr. Fauci had lied on the stand. He com- he actually committed perjury and hasn't been convicted of it because he, he lied on the stand saying that they didn't have researchers there. And, but we did. The U.S. had, so we knew this thing was coming. Mm-hmm. We knew that this had leaked, and that's why they tried to cover it up. But it's all going to come out. It's all going to come out. We're all going to find out that um, things called government aren't so innocent. And things that I've said in the past about questioning every one of them and ask, asking the questions, you know, let them know, hey, I know this. I know this happened. Quit trying to cover it up. Be truthful with me. And if you're not, I'm boating you out the next time you get you get uh, put up on the chopping block. This is just these are people that are just pure, pure evil. When they think about stuff like that and how to destroy people, they got to have evil inside them. You know, they need some God in them to be thinking stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're concerned about consolidating their own power. 
and, and adding money to their pockets. Yeah. yeah. Destroying everybody. Science is an expensive business and they're trying to find the next thing that's going to keep it going, right? That's yeah. why when COVID started to taper off, we got monkeypox. Yeah. Where, where's that monkeypox? <laughs> Somewhere around it. <laughs> it's over at the Blue Oyster. <laughs> For well, those, we, those are our generation. Well, we don't need that to destroy our world. We got Biden. He's destroying us. He's pretty good Inflation, at it. Inflation, everything. I, to be completely fair, though, to be completely fair, he doesn't even know he's doing it. That's true. Where it, are we? It, it, it could, are we be true. It could be true. Could be true. But I think it's Obama is the one that's running everything. I, did you see Obama kind of strike down the Democratic Party last mm-hmm. week? I mean, that was a beautiful thing, though. That was, that was, I mean, granted, he's telling them the blueprint. Hey, you guys went way too far. Uh, you need to bring it back. People don't care quite as much about January 6th. They care about being able to feed their families. I've, there are very few times, and... Um, I mean, I'm not a, a hard right-wing guy all the time. There are very few times I can actually sit down and go, you know, Obama, that makes complete sense. Like, that's solid. I understand you're basically trying to bring your people back, but also you're making some good points in the in. Well, in the of course. You know, right now the Democrats are losing. They're losing on everything. I mean, inflation, this and that. Who's going to vote for the Democrats? Really? They're destroying the world right now. And uh, Obama probably figured that out and said, oh, maybe we should come back a little more, you know. And yeah. Bring it back toward the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I, uh, as much as I agreed with a lot of things Obama said, uh, which is weird to say, it's like uh, Twilight Zone, um, but I feel like it was all put on. It was all, a, a, what's the young person's term for that? <laughs> he was trying was to a, be nice because it's close to um, voting. It was it was all baloney, really. He's 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 saying the right things, but just like when he was in office, he did he did that a lot, where he would say a lot of the right things, and then he would do very quite the opposite. I think it, well, all he's doing is making a um, uh, a bilateral move. He's he's just he's just putting his arm out like this, like, hey, I'm not part of that, I'm not part of that, but really he is. So I took it more like it was the captain telling the team what they need to do. It was the coach telling the team, hey guys, you know. You need to stop doing this. It's not because I'm condemning you. It's that we can't win this way. Yeah, and I felt like it was a, it was that, but he's saying not yet. Like we can do all these things that you guys want to do, but not yet. I think that, I mean, that's, that's, that was what I got out of it by watching him talk. So, fine. so yeah, Ryan's <laughs> searching for his. He'll come out later. It's say. front line, not voice. Oh, yep. front line. Okay. Yeah, well, that makes more sense. What well, do you have there? Uh, Well, I, when I watched it, like, it's a, uh, like, damn, it popped up. Hey, Austin, so. can you turn up Alan's headphones? It's number one on the top right-hand corner on, I, the, on the soundboard. Like, I can, okay, there we go. That sounds good. Sorry. It got really quiet. Like, I couldn't hear myself. Okay. Mm. Uh, from when I watched it, the U.S. and China, like, there's no communication from what they said in the documentary. And it kept on overlapping, overlapping, but in parts of it, they had congressional pulling from it too. But I don't know, like the best way to describe we, it. We wanted information; they wouldn't share it. Yeah, we wouldn't work with them. They didn't want to work with us. Yeah, with the exception of our our, our covert, <laughs> except for the people that are there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that are working there. That are engineering it with them. Yeah. Uh, 
then prior to that, watched the documentary where the doctor that was there was killed because he leaked it about what China right, the, said. Talking about the the Chinese doctor that yeah yeah. Uh, so he, um, I believe that he was actually featured on Tucker Carlson. I can't remember his name, but um, I can't remember so, his name. So, something we can also verify if we need, if need be. So. Uh, you know, if it, please don't strike us on that YouTube, but uh, you know, if, if you need that reference, I'll, I will find it and give it to you. So just email me. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of things that shouldn't have leaked Schumer caught on hot mic telling Biden in, that the Dems are in danger and they're going downhill in Georgia. Uh-oh. <laughs> I should say in the Georgia Senate race. Yeah. But, but all around it's sure. in Georgia. <laughs> Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer was caught on a hot mic telling President Biden on Thursday that Democrats are in danger in at least one Senate race and admitting that the party is going downhill in the closely watched Georgia contest. That seat, we're in danger in that seat. That was a strange one. <laughs> that seat, we're we're in danger in that seat. Schumer uh, could have been uh, could have been heard telling the president. On the tarmac at Syracuse Hancock International Airport, it's unclear to which seat Schumer was referring. Okay. And we're talking about, like, back in uh, uh, 2020, we had, uh, um, and as much as I like Trump, I'm wearing his hat, but I feel like his focus on the the election fraud was a little bit, uh, a potential election fraud, I should say, um, was, was so immersed that it actually lost us those two seats that we had there. Um, so you had Warnock and um, I can't remember the other name off the top of my head. Uh, the name is escaping me, but the, we lost both of those seats there in Georgia. And I, I feel like that had to do with pressure from, from Trump and him, him, him call, call, pushing forward that rhetoric of, hey, this was a cheated thing. This was, it, it may very well have, happened that way most secure election in history but um that uh that 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 rhetoric certainly didn't help us and i think that's what lost those two seats previously but this time around i believe there's two seats uh uh that it talks about in that article or what he's referring to is the two seats that are there yeah. available and um well he also mentions he also mentions a little bit about what the next article will be talking about so um Oh, and by the way, that was from the New York Post, just so you know. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, you have uh, – they know they're in trouble. And for the fact that Chuck Schumer, even though he knows that any moment he could have a microphone on and just so happens he had a, a hot mic lavaliered right onto his lapel <laughs> and he's admitting it, that, that means that they, they know for sure they're in trouble. They are, they are shaken in their um, – Clogs, I guess. I don't know what they, I don't know what Democrats wear. What are the the yeah uh, Crocs? Yeah, Crocs. They wear Crocs. Yeah, because they're full of Croc. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, Her- Herschel Walker only has six tenths of a percentage point of of a lead. That's it. And they're willing to. He's willing to say they're in trouble based on that. Well, that so that tells you a lot right I, there. I think. What, uh, does it say what the polls from? Uh, and I couldn't remember if it said where the polls from. Average of polls from Real Clear Politics. Yeah, so that's that's the problem is that Real Clear Politics, unfortunately, is um, is left leaning, and so they <laughs> they skew the numbers a lot. So that one point six is probably more like twelve point six. 
uh, if we were to get accurate numbers, because they they have a they have a phone list that they're going through, and they're calling particular people, and they know it. Um, so that's that's why those polls are, are leaning that way so hard. But I think if you had um, more fair polls, um, then you'd probably see a red wave for sure. So I've been called about three times in the last couple of weeks with uh, questionnaires and surveys, and people want to know like they wanted to pull me over the phone and things like that. And I was like, um, okay, well, perfectly fine. Let's, who's your, who's your libertarian that you want to talk about? And they're like, click, <laughs> which libertarian do you want to talk about? Click. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I think, I think, and we've talked about this in the past, Alan, between you and I, I don't know if we ever talked about it on the show or not. Anytime a poll shows, <laughs> it's true. Uh, anytime a poll shows a Republican, even a fraction of a point ahead, generally speaking, that means that that, Republicans going to win bigly. I mean, they're 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 on their way. To the, re- win. the reason why is when they're polling people, the Republicans are at work. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so they only get a hold of Democrats. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> yes, we figured it out. I I um, I will say this with those with those political calls. I, half the time I just hang up, but the other half the time when I do, if I do happen to be catching me on the way home from work, I just refer them to the show. And oh, so, nice. Yeah. Cause they, they say, Oh, well, can you contribute some money today? And we're like, Hey, the politicians got plenty of money and I know it. Cause I've seen, I've seen the packs. Uh, I've, I've been to some of the Republican meetings and stuff like that. And, and local uh, RNC meetings and stuff like that. And um, yeah, there's, there's plenty of money there. They don't, they don't, if you're poor, like the, the folks at this table, um, they, if you want to give them a couple dollars, that's on you, but they don't, they don't need that $2. They, they have got plenty of money, uh, on any side of the aisle, throw the libertarian some dollars for that matter. Cause, uh, I know that they're not getting enough funding. They don't even let them on the stage. They can't actually. even get representation. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and I think, I think it would only be fair that the libertarians get to stand on the stage with, with Republicans and Democrats, because we have more than two parties in this, in this country and it should be seen. Um, more, uh, at least let people know that they have the option. Um, but that being said, um, I, I always say, no, I don't have any money to give you, but you can watch my, sh- my show, Faith, Family, and Politics, and actually follow Revolver Broadcasting because we have a lot of shows that's really going to uh, hopefully bring people the right way. That's fair. And allow them to, to, to think for themselves. And hopefully, and most of the time, I find that when people think for themselves, they vote red. They really do. Whenever they ask me for money, the first thing I say is, you got my boat. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's worth more than gold. That's definitely worth more than gold. <clears throat> wow, my voice cracked there. Um, I might be getting the rest of my beard next week. <laughs> um, so, one of those other races that uh, Schumer was talking about just happened to be Oz versus Fetterman. Oh, yeah, in Pennsylvania. That's our that's our next topic here, Oz versus Fetterman. Uh, also from the New York Post, Oz ahead of John Fetterman in first post-debate Pennsylvania Senate race poll. We didn't see that coming. Um, the first post-debate poll in the hotly contested Pennsylvania Senate race shows Republican Dr. Oz ahead of John Fetterman by nearly three percentage points. And as we were just saying, yeah, if a Republican is showing up in the lead in the polls, regardless of those polls, they survived going to a victory. They surveyed 750 likely voters in the Keystone State one day after. So 
I don't know if you saw much of that with Dr. Oz and Fetterman. Some. Okay. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's not fun watching Fetterman suffer after having a stroke. Yeah. I was about to say that. um, I was just talking with my, my coworker um, today or, or today or yesterday about it. And, uh, and I said, you know, he didn't have any business being on that stage to begin with. And it's out of concern for him. Okay. Right. Um, what it's he should have done. Not an ableist comment. It has nothing to do about his, his, uh, because he had, he did have a stroke. His, the correct move for him to have made was go back and say, who was second in the primary? Step down and let that next up, that next man up or woman up, whoever was second in that primary, go to bat and then be the, the Democrat candidate because they likely don't have the cognitive issues he, he has. They likely don't have the, the, the need for a prompter because um, that doesn't fare well for him. And, and uh, it, I mean, doc, I thought Dr. Oz was really well reserved because if it, if, if it had been a, tr- a candidate like Trump up there or a Kerry Lake. Oh, they wouldn't uh, have. Yeah, they wouldn't have taken the high road. They would not have taken the high road. They would not have held back. And he would have heard about how he's not fit. They would have pointed that out and said, hey, you're not fit. You're not. And, and I thought I thought Dr. Oz did really well with that. Well, it's crazy to think a doctor up there with a stroke patient. Yeah. It's kind of a con, kind of a strangely ironic situation. That had to feel very weird for Oz. And literally, Dr. Oz could have just been like, look, here's the medical issues that he's going to be facing. Here, you know, here's the, the repercussions, the aftermath of what's happened to him. Like, he literally could have laid it out there. I mean, and definitely said, I'm not his physician, but then said those things and could have definitely just pointed, just chewed him up. Yeah. It would have been nothing. And from a position of knowledge. C- certainly. And, and he chose to just talk about policies, which Fetterman did not. Uh, hey, good night. Yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, he said, uh, he said, hello, good night, everybody. Yep. I <laughs> do know, coming from Frisius, that uh, tend to be out on the street more with the fire department. You're losing motor sensory in your brain at that point. So you're useless. <laughs> but best way to put it. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's That's not fair. there's not a whole lot you can you can hope for once because I mean some people do fully recover from from strokes. I've it's seen very it. rare. Very rare. Uh, I had an old coworker um, that, that um, when I worked at the license branch, uh, she was uh, she had she had had a stroke when she was younger, and then um, she was able to fully come back, and uh, she she taught herself to read again, write again. I mean she she worked fast on a computer. I mean, I was nothing that that lady couldn't do. Um, That's incredible. My wife recovered from the stroke. Yeah, that normal. And she does pretty well for herself too. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't miss too many beats, <laughs> unless you're annoying her, right, Louis? Uh, <laughs> I've had many. Actually, had a TIA on a call, and I can you explain what a TIA doing, is? Uh, it's an acemic transit, to the brain, okay. Uh, where it's like deoxygenating, but it's not a full stroke, okay. So, uh, don't know if that person survived or not. I uh, didn't know if it went to a full stroke level. Uh, when I got there, 
is me and other guy dreamt off of our squad at the time and met the other company. Uh, when we got to the door, he's pill, but I mean, once a shirt hits, your body decides to go. Yeah, it'll, it'll take either one side or both sides of your body and right. everything just starts to, to droop, right? So he was right. the opposite of an airhead. <laughs> there was no oxygen getting to his so brain, not or very guy. little. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> when you have a stroke, like especially like my grandfather, he had a heart attack and a stroke. So, like not together, like separate times, he survived the stroke, his heart attack. He survived the stroke completely. After don't know how, but my grandma told me it wasn't. It was severe, but not that severe. Gotcha. It's. Yeah. A lot of it's dehydration. But imagine them having to go to a, a con- congressional uh, seat debate after the stroke, right? Oh, well, that's not. Recovery. Would you say that they were fit for office after that? No, probably, probably not, not. No, and and um, usually if someone's going to recover, they're going to recover within a certain period of time, six to eight weeks. I believe is what one of them was saying on. It was on CNN actually. I was watching on CNN the other day. Um, and then this uh, uh, medical professional was on there. She said it's usually six to eight weeks for a recovery. If they're going to recover, at least most of their facilities, they'll recover, recover those within six to eight weeks. So he, he's well beyond that point. Unlike us pulling out, unless unlike us pulling out of the Middle East, we didn't recover our facilities. Um, <laughs> we just left them. Uh, so yeah, I, I I think he's unfit because he hasn't he hasn't recovered far enough, and he and he's not going to because we've already we're already past that. You know? I. I mean, you could notice it, but I couldn't really notice in the speed of the shots that they took. Cause it had like half of his body, and some of them. Yeah, he was he was standing fine, but he has to have a prompter. He has to be able to read. He has a hard time processing words just being said to him. Uh, he can he listens, but his brain does not turn it into information that he can he can break down. So he reads it, which is puts him at a disadvantage. But, you know, seeing him free speak is really a big issue as well. Yeah, I, mean, I think they made a good point on, uh, I watched Louder with Crowder, they talked about it a little bit, and they said that maybe you should, uh, maybe they should have had him write out his answers. Because um, then we could have seen at least those cognitive abilities be there. Because if he can write it out, then he can show that he's processing it. My there. grandfather, like, he can process verbally, written, he communicates good now. Since he recovered, but but not, but not right after within yeah. six to eight weeks, it wasn't. Oh. Yeah. Um, strokes come in all kinds of ways. Some things you just can't recover from completely. So, sometimes it's backstrokes, sometimes breaststroke. <laughs> <laughs> but um, strokes mostly come from a person worrying a lot or thinking about something that he thinks that Trust he's induced. not gonna. Stress huh? induced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not sending that anxiety to God. Yeah, yeah, they're not handing it over to God. You're not gonna, you're not gonna have a long, full life wearing on your shoulders. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. But you know, when you do, just like we saw with Fetterman, though. I mean, yeah. uh, poor guy. He has, he's had the sink thrown on him. Yeah, wouldn't you say? Because <laughs> uh, we have a fourth bonus topic tonight. These guys don't know about it. I know. <laughs> Josh and I know about this. Uh, one of my favorite people to debate with uh, Louie about. Elon Musk walks into oh, Twitter oh, HQ guys, carrying a sink. <laughs> read that read the headline again. Let's make sure it's clear to everyone. Elon Musk walks into Twitter HQ carrying a sink. 
<laughs> Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter may now be complete after the Tesla CEO walked into its HQ with a sink captioned with the joke, let that sink in. I that's the that's the mother of all thing dad jokes. Is, <laughs> I actually was at home at my grandma's and that popped up. <laughs> Trump said he he's happy that um Elon Musk is taking over Twitter. Now we probably get the truth, but Trump said I'm I'm not gonna get on the show. I got my own show. Yeah, yeah he's, I didn't he's got know true he's social. Make, he has his own ball he wants to play with. Yeah. I didn't know he's making a show. Oh, you know, he has his yeah. own social media. He has yeah. social media. Yeah. Oh. True social. True social. Oh, okay. are you oh true, no. Are you on true social? No. I was so, talking about Musk. All right, Ryan, you got to get on true social and make sure to follow Revolver Broadcasting, just like those folks out there. They need to hop on true social, make themselves an account, and follow Revolver Broadcasting. My dad does. He's on there. <laughs> I just love that within minutes of buying it, he was like, CEO, fired. CFO, fired. Yeah. Parag Akrawal. Yeah, I heard that um, a lot of people in the in the business does not get well or like him to be there. Yeah, yeah well, that's because they have to work now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, one worker said, uh, "Oh man, uh, Elon Musk is gonna have us uh, actually physically be at work. Yeah, we have to yeah. leave the house. Yeah, that's what people do when they have a job." <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to leave you hanging. I was going to pull this up because I literally saw this before I left work today. No more sitting because, around. Because we have day jobs still. Please subscribe. <laughs> um. <laughs> so while you're pulling that up, uh, Parag Agrawal, CEO, right? Um, he uh, His next move is the unemployment line. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> For Halloween, he just gets to have to wear a T-shirt and jeans because uh, he's unemployed now. That Due to inflation, that is his Halloween costume. <laughs> I wear that every day, though. <laughs> I mean, do you have a new Halloween costume? I don't think so. We can't no. afford it, right? Because of inflation. No. Let's go, Brandon. Okay, so <laughs> I got a thumbs up from the producer's desk. <laughs> oh my goodness, where is it? it's so? Uh, some of these people they uh, they tweet so much; it's hard to find exactly what it is. But uh, there's so yeah. While you're looking, still go ahead. Uh, the reason I don't like Musk is because he's coming up with these electric cars that we don't need right now. Yeah, but they're so expensive that none of us can afford them anyway. So only no. them, only only the Democrats with all that money and their their elitist money well, can actually afford them. Well, they keep going the way they are. <laughs> they're pushing out the gas cars and they're bringing in the electric. So they're trying to even electric buses. Uh, Gee, it's not going to work. Well, they had electric <laughs> buses. Has a it's been a while now, but good old cackling Kamala. She came out with electric buses. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that next week, I believe, though. I'm sure Alan's going to have uh, something to say about it on his show. Who? What? What am I going to talk about? Uh, oh, uh, Kamala and, uh, and the implementation of the uh, $5 billion nationwide to uh, get electric buses to be used instead of get, uh, diesel-powered buses because, you know, diesels, diesel pollutes, you know. Oh, absolutely. It's so bad. You know diesels no, everything. than no, gas, right? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, that, nothing that charges uh, could possibly, you know, put filth into the air. And you know what's the bad thing? Right now they're using ethanol in, uh, in gas stations. You know what that does to your car? It messes up parts in your motor. It also wa- makes you waste more gas yeah, it burns faster. than ever. It burns That's faster, just like, uh, just like alcohol. It burns faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he isn't going to shout me out, or she, or whoever runs this account, but Cat Turd oh, yeah. on Twitter. Hilarious. Hilarious stuff. Uh, actually posted report day one of Elon Musk owning Twitter. 
I'll be doing this every day to see if anything changes. As of now, I'm still shadow banned, ghost banned, surge banned, and Twitter removed 1,200 followers today. As usual, nothing has changed. I'll report again tomorrow. Elon Musk replied to him. Nice. I'll be digging in more tomorrow. Yeah. And then he reported the next day that he, all of those bands have been removed. He gained like 6,000 you know, subscribers, I mean, 6,000 followers. And so um, that's just incredible to see. I mean, Elon is, he's like, like Trump. He's good at getting in there and trolling when he needs to, yeah. cracking jokes, really digging in. Taking care of business. So. Well, uh, on the business side of him, Elon Musk won't talk to his investors unless like your big business to him. He's very conservative from what I've noticed. My financially speaking, yes. Yeah, yeah, he is financially speaking. Well, at first, the Biden administration was trying to block the sale, which was hilarious. I mean, I don't mean first. Obviously, we had all the things going on. But as of last week, they were trying to block the sale, not because they didn't want him to spend his own money. They were they were okay with that. But instead of spending his own money by selling stock, he was actually looking into investors from the Middle East and from China. Oh. So... They tried to bring it. There's an organization. I'd have to look it up, but I'm sorry. Um, I'm kind of going off the top here. There's an organization, one of those alphabet offices that we have in the government that actually attempts to keep all the business here, attempts to keep things in-house and not allow foreign investors to have a, a, a large share of any given company in this country, at least until they, <laughs> until, until the government you know, needs the money. So they didn't like the fact that he was looking at foreign investors to, to pay the bill. Yeah, and I, I think that that was a troll too. I don't think he was I, – I don't think he was – I think that was all like paperwork that was submitted just to see if they would come out of the woodwork and show their true colors. Um, but I, I do I do think that there I – mean, it is government overreach, but it's also fair enough. I, I mean, I do agree with trying to keep things in-house. I mean, Trump even tried to do that with, with TikTok where he wanted to make sure that TikTok – got sold to an American investor. Right. And, you know, that's my thing, though. It's it's literally the government saying, we don't want you to do it because of the safety and security of, of our economy uh, and of documents and things that have to do with this company and that could be doing business with other things, right? But then they're like, hey, we need money. Hey, China, what can we do? Yeah. Oh, um, we could, I guess, leverage our national parks. That's cool. Like Talk you, about hypocrisy. Right. Goodness. They need money. They put up. Our, our, our national parks and say, hey, we'll basically, you get X revenue off of what these national parks make as long as you loan us the money up front. Like, literally, what if they call you on that debt? They can't come take it, but still. So yeah. that, no, that's actually, my problem. come and try. That'd be beautiful. <laughs> we are not, we're not trying to start war. <clears throat> we are certainly not trying. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so louie anything on elon taking over twitter nah, anything else i said what i had to say that's yeah. fair that's he's fair. letting it sink in i've <laughs> <laughs> used twitter wow he's taking he's taking off his shoulder his shoulders and giving it to god that's right just facebook i'm thinking of breaking be. the sink <laughs> yeah, uh, what I, was that i'm sorry facebook needs to be bought next oh my we'll, gosh we'll, we'll see. We'll see oh how it goes. that'd be so nice to be able to have my laughing libertarian page back uh, <laughs> that'll be great right oh my goodness um, so yeah, well, when they start subscribing enough and start watching our show and making us some money, I don't care about Alan, Facebook. We'll just, we'll just buy Facebook and then, you know, then we can do whatever we want <laughs> and I won't get put in jail anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Louie is constantly in Facebook jail. Oh, I would, I would love to be able to just be like, 
Louis Rodriguez. Jail. <laughs> Just so it'd blip on his screen and be like, not in jail. <laughs> I expect myself to see myself on Facebook behind bars like this. <laughs> For those listening on audio, he put his hands up like he had bars in front of him. <laughs> well, if you guys don't have anything else you want to talk about or add to that, um, I mean, any anything else, guys? Uh, not that I've got. Okay. But I do like the idea that Eli Marx is going to at least bring tweeters so we could bring out our truth. You know, but he's got to stop with those electric cars. That's <laughs> <laughs> where he made a good amount of his money. Uh, you know, I feel a certain kind of way about those electric cars too, Louis. So <laughs> I, I can't, I can't debate you on this one. I just have to go. Hey, I get it. If he could just make that Cybertruck diesel, I'd buy it. I'd invest in it if it was a, if it was a diesel truck. Because I like the, I like the look of that Cybertruck. It's, it's, it's a pretty cool looking truck. Yeah, uh, but you know it's yeah. going to be a lot of problems after that. You know, yeah. you got to get those electric batteries. That's that, what that I said. I don't want. I don't want it to be electric. I don't want it to be electric. I want it to be diesel. I want it to go. But diesel wastes a lot of. Uh, in, in, it's actually cleaner than. Um, is it cleaner than uh, gas? Yes, it's cleaner than gas. Yeah, fewer emissions. Yep. All right. And, you, and yeah, especially if you put it through stackers and things like that, it it actually filters up. Uh, it, it looks the, dirtier. The DEF that's put yeah. in there. And a lot of times diesel engines are noisier, but the, the technology has moved forward, so they're actually a lot quieter. They don't they don't sound like Grandpa's tractor anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> I used to hear the diesels back then go go click 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 click. Yeah, I said, oh my god. Yeah, and they got that like like that loud like because you usually hear them in like semi trucks and everything. But um, no, uh, the technology has moved a lot, so there's there's cleaner emissions for sure. It sounds, uh, it sounds like you have valves always working in there. You say valves or bowels? Bowels. It, that's, valves. Both of them are making a lot of noise. <laughs> Some of the guys that I hung out with in the car scene had a few diesel cars. I don't know why I got crickets. <laughs> I, I got it. I, I think, think on the bowels. I got I got late crickets on bowels. Oh, uh, he doesn't even know Austin. Austin's putting his hands up in the air like uh, <laughs> accident. Few, He's still learning, folks. I had a few friends that had diesel cars. Cadillac, diesel, and everything like that. No, I do, I do like the the fact that he brought that sink in though. That was great. <laughs> yeah. That, I, I, well, because you know I love dad jokes, and I and I reveled in in the evening where we had my dad and uh, Richard here, and you had to sit between them. Oh, that was miserable. <laughs> I love them both. That was miserable. That was Could brutal. You blame them out of all the problems they gave them and the headaches. What. <laughs> You know that one person's heaven is another person's hell, Louie? Yeah. And uh, my heaven was was listening to those two guys uh, do dad jokes for, for uh, basically the whole night. Yeah. And it was Alan's hell. Oh, it was. It was. <laughs> it was. He was like, did I cross I think, over already? I think maybe Lucifer <laughs> was taking notes. Um, <laughs> it's like, I got to find two nice guys down here and just have them tell dad jokes. <laughs> so, well, yeah, for him to go like and make the, the dad joke a, a physical item. Like Gallagher, that stuff, you know, uh, uh, or or uh, what, what was his name? Carrot Top, to go full Carrot Top on it. I loved it. <laughs> well, hey, we've uh, we've kind of arrived at the end almost. Yeah. yeah. We'll go ahead and have you lead us out in prayer, and then we'll go ahead and yeah convince these people that they want to see more of us. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Father God, uh, again, we want to thank you uh, for this time of uh, fellowship, and I believe we had fun too. And... Um, we want to make sure that people know out there that we're trying to glorify you and that all of the, all of these um, 
values that you taught us in the Bible early on. Uh, we're going to take all those worries, and we're going to be warriors, and we're going to take that into the world. We're going to become mountains, put on the full armor of God, and we're going to go out into the world and let them know, hey, my values are the values of God. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling this straight from the 66 books of the truth. And we're going to be active in our communities. We are going to do what we can with you on our side, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I never got a cheer on my prayer before. That, that felt pretty good. So are you trying to take your ears off already? No. We haven't done <laughs> outros yet. Well, okay. Uh, everybody to my left here, he likes to introduce himself apparently. <laughs> no. No? Ryan? Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure since you told me earlier. Um, everybody, this is Ryan. Uh, had a great time. Appreciate you coming on the show. No sorry, problem. Sorry to give you a hard time there, buddy. You're good. Across from him, the host of Rodriguez Rants, Louis Rodriguez. Thank you for having me. Oh, hey. I got put in this seat, man. But, hey, it was, it's great having you here, buddy. Iron you fist, did great so. in that seat. Don't worry about it. Iron, Thank you. Iron fist, you know. I know, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't supposed to mention that. I wasn't supposed to mention that. Uh, across from me, bringing the message today, your day-to-day host, I guess. I guess. The Iron Fist. The Iron Fist. <laughs> Josh Cummins. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great words today, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for putting me in this seat today, even though it sounds like I'm losing my voice. <laughs> you had it coming. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> my daughter's going to appreciate it tomorrow when she's at basketball practice. Lozenges. <laughs> right, 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 right. And of course, you know, he's the host of Faith, Family, and Politics. Yeah. Uh, check out not only this show, because you are right now, and you're going to in the future. I know you will. Uh, of course, Rodriguez Rants. Uh, check out the f- what the... Sorry, I'm, I'm blinking here. What is Ooh. the truth about? What is the dot, truth dot, 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 about? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That. And we have a few shots. A few shots. That's where I was going. Was a few yeah. shots. Yeah. Uh, the most recent episode of a few shots has Alan and I on there. Yeah. Don't watch it with the kids. I think I may say bad things in that one. Yeah. Well, I I got a little, uh, you know, prickly too. I mean, for for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. I'm your guest host tonight and the regular host of The Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland. Everybody, have a great week, and we'll see you next time. I was also on those few shots.